Hello and welcome to this episode of the 1160 of a second photography podcast. In this episode, I'm going to talk about low-key portraits. In my last episode, I talked about high-key portraits. And in this episode, I'm going to obviously talk about low-key portraits. So what is a low-key portrait? That's a really good place to start. A low-key portrait is where you have a subject, which could be a product, uh, a macro shot, a person, but it's against a black background, as opposed to a high-key, which is against a white background. Last time when I talked about high key, we really needed three flashes for a high key portrait, two to illuminate the background and one to illuminate the subject. And that really was as a minimum. With low key photography, you can get away with just using one flash to illuminate your subject. You don't need to illuminate the background because it's black. So there's quite a few advantages of using low key portraiture. One of those advantages is it looks quite good to have a person coming out of sort of a black background. It looks quite good. It's quite simple. It can be more difficult to edit than a high key portrait, but certainly pulling it off in camera is easier. Let's start by talking about a black background. Now, even if you have a black background and you have your subject too close to the background, when you illuminate them with a light, the background will light up as well. So you need to have a good degree of separation between your subject and the background. In high key, it doesn't matter so much because it's white anyway, so it, it doesn't really matter. And the aim is always to have your background brighter than your subject anyway. But in low key, you need to have good separation. So your subject needs to be fairly far away from your background. You can get backgrounds that are different materials like suede-ish material or felt. And they're very good at absorbing light. One of the backgrounds I have is a Westcott X-Drop. And that works really well because it doesn't have any creases or anything in the background. And also it's a material that absorbs light. So you can have your subject quite close to your background and still get a complete black. You need one light. You could have more than one light. You could have a, a key light, a fill light, a rim light but they always look quite good with just one light one light has a simple elegance to it in a one light portrait so you make sure that none of your light spills onto the background and you obviously have a high shutter speed to kill any ambient light and of course you can close down your aperture as well when i talked about high key i talked about using a flash meter actually you don't need to use a flash meter when doing low key you just need to make sure your background is dark enough now what you can do is you can take your portrait against a black background and illuminate your subject and then you can review your image in camera and you can put your clipping warnings on and if it flashes blue it means it's clipped to black and so you're looking for the background to clip to black so you can quite easily tell if you've achieved that so that's the easiest way to get it in camera if you can get it almost black then when you come to edit it you can just drop the blacks down and lower the exposure that way but if you can see detail in the background then you're probably going to struggle to be able to lower it so using a black background is the obvious choice but if you have any background and you bring your subject far away from the background and you illuminate that and you make sure no light spills onto the background then that should be also going black as well so if you do it in a room and you close all the curtains and you have a high shutter speed and you bring your subject really far away from the background and you only illuminate the subject then everything else should be black or almost black other things you can do would be to use high-speed sync. Now, what's really good about high-speed sync is it really cuts down on the ambient light. It allows you to have an incredibly fast shutter speed. That means you can almost cut out background light. You can be outside and almost get a dark image. 
And again, when I talked about high key photography, I talked about sometimes when you take your photo and then you make a JPEG of it, you get these horrible bits in it or these sort of cream colors. You can, of course, get that in low key if you haven't got all of your background completely black. You can get odd things that show up, maybe not in the raw image, maybe not on the back of the camera, but show up once you've processed it to JPEG. And particularly these sort of artifacts and blemishes show up when you upload them to social media sites or they're compressed further. So you always want to try with high and low key to clip, make sure it's brilliant white, completely white or completely black. Otherwise later down the line, your image might look a bit horrible. If you're using flash and you're gonna to have to use flash to achieve a low key look, you can use high speed sync. So you can get shutter speeds of one eight thousandth of a second with high speed sync. And putting your flash and softbox close to your subject, you're gonna eliminate that background light even further. You're gonna be making the subject much brighter than the background and therefore the difference will seem more apparent. When using high speed sync, you can go out on a really bright sunny day and you can get a very subdued look in terms of light. You'll still see the outside, but you know, you can almost cut out the daylight completely. If you use high speed sync later in the day, as it's getting dark, you can get a low key portrait. In winter in the UK, you could probably get away with doing it at three or four o'clock just as it's getting dark. So a really nice portrait might be to have two strip boxes next to a person. And you again, you could do this outside if you're using high speed sync. And it would look as though the person is in a low key portrait. They're just, everything is black apart from the person. And that's a really nice sort of image. And that will look really nice in black and white as well. You will lose a lot of detail in the hair unless you add lights in or reflectors in to compensate for that. What would be quite nice, and actually it can be a quite nice look for a female, their hair would sort of towards the back and towards the edges blend into the darkness of the background. That can be quite a good look. If they're wearing dark clothes as well, you sort of can't tell where their clothes begin and the background begins, it's quite good. You can of course fix that by using rim lights and using second lights and reflectors, but using one light does give quite an, a unique and interesting look, that type of style. Of course, when taking portraits, you should always be aware of where your catch lights are gonna be. So using one light, try and get it close to the person and try and get it in a position where it gives good catch lights in the eyes. So it might be the person is facing the camera, you put your main light or your only light to the right at 45 degrees and 45 degrees up and you make it a big light source or you use an octobox so that you get nice catch lights in the eyes. You have to have a light source that is directional. A shoot-through umbrella won't be particularly good because it throws light everywhere, although it could be used. You really want a soft box that will focus the light and not have any spill. Other things you can use uh, would be snoots, grids. Adding a grid to a soft box will focus the light even more. A grid will really reduce the spill that you get from a softbox. So I'd recommend using a grid. And really playing with low-key portraits is, is really good. If you're photographing males, you can do some quite gritty portraits that work very well as low-key, particularly in black and white, where all the sort of lines and pits in the face show up, and, and that, that looks really good as well. And you can sort of give it like a silverish look, and, and that works really well. If you have got enough separation from your background and there's no light spill, you can also raise the shadows 
to increase the level of detail in things like hair and maybe clothes, which will really elevate your portrait. When I talked about high key photography, I talked about getting it right in camera and overexposing by two stops. It is possible to get high key right in camera and have it look good. It is possible to get a low key portrait right in camera, but it's probably a bit harder than getting a low key portrait right in camera. It's easy to overexpose and it's easy to overexpose by two stops. It's quite difficult to underexpose the background. In a way, you've got to overexpose your subject and then take down the exposure to bring your background down further. So do let me know if you'd like to try low-key portraiture or if you'd like to try some low-key macro. Let me know how you get on. I'd love to know your thoughts and if you find high-key easier than low-key, I'd be interested to know. But do let me know. You can catch up with the news about this podcast and the latest episodes on Twitter and you can support the podcast on Patreon. Thank you. Goodbye.